from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast since what is being called the greatest game of football ever played and if you're a football fan you're probably still recovering Siddharth Saxena who was covering the World Cup for the Times of India was in the Doha stadium as the match played out and admits that Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe made it pretty difficult to get done with his copies for the next day In today's episode we're looking back at one of the most dramatic World Cups with Siddharth We discuss the moments that stuck out from the tournament, the controversy over the tournament's organizers, and whether we should have more such tournaments that disrupt the annual football calendar. So then, so let's get this out of the way first, since it's what we're still talking about even today, um, which is the final of the World Cup. Could you mm-hmm. describe what it was like being there and covering it and seeing it happen in real time? Look, the world uh, wanted. just for messi you know so so that kind of very very automatically grew on you as well it's very funny because france were probably the stronger team they were defending world champions and they had a, they had a terrific uh, lineup superb depth you know you 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 take off one player put the other guy you don't know his name but he's probably better than the guy who's who, who is he's replaced so it, it was a very funny uh, scenario where the outright favorite in terms of pure uh, uh, strength was not even being talked about everybody wanted this tournament this world cup win for messi it was actually almost as if you were willing it for him you know and there were like about these 25 30000 argentinians who were just descended in uh, you know upon uh, doha and qatar now you must understand that this is not like the british or the german or the dutch or the american uh, football fan This is Argentina. It used to be the most proud, rich nation. They sold wheat and beef to the rest of the world, and then the industrial revolution happened, and they just kind of sacked. They have nothing else. They would they save money. They 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 dip into that, and they come to every World Cup four years. Thirty-five, forty thousand people just following the team, the idea that look, it's going to come now. Brazil don't need to win a World Cup anymore. They won five. they don't bother about football 2014 they didn't want a football uh, world cup in their country argentina wanted it badly because there was messi and you know so in that context this final was huge in that aspect you know that the world actually willing messi and argentina to win it there were 5 million people in buenos aires this morning to receive the team the roads were clogged one guy fell off a flyover wall yeah. trying to get onto the bus and that's when they had to stop it imagine they had to use choppers to take them out evacuate them they had to take choppers to take them back uh, to 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 the palace or wherever they were going but just see the entire buenos aires which is actually one of the most modern cities after sao paulo in south america right clogged just stands still 5 million people on the road just see how it meets them in that mbappe comes and crashes the party like he does The second goal is unbelievable, unbelievable, and he wants to win, and he's almost crashing the party, right? I asked this seasoned Spanish journalist later. I says, "I said, why do these guys feel okay taking it to the penalties? 
here we can't take this 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 pressure messi is seeing the the dream go off his hands again like he seems to be in a very zen space right he doesn't it doesn't matter to him suddenly whether he wins or not but he's just there he's just enjoying it he says no but they both teams have shown such belief that taking it to a penalties is not being cynical you get it it's it's just a natural progression of the battle the journey the struggle that they need to accomplish to basically get the big prize and they did that and that's what it shows it just shows how prepared willing hungry argentina were how probably uh, recognizable of the fact that destiny is theirs that they have to do this i'm not saying france was not hungry france are always a younger side because all these mixed race african immigrant people who have to prove their worth every day in in france despite being superstars right it's a very funny society there nobody cares for football right the white elite doesn't really give too much about football for them the blacks have something to prove every day by doing this and terrific uh, players come out of there for them it was it was also a case of great hunger argentina may be a, a footballing elite but as a as a footballing nation they way down the pecking order and they're playing against the top team of europe the probably top team in the world and this is what happened so so who do you give it to here's a young 23 year old boy who will change the way football is played my god mbappe is 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 terrifying to watch and here's this guy who's done everything who just needs a world cup to show that he is the greatest he doesn't i mean it's just so funny so in that context yes it was probably like everyone saying the greatest football match ever you know it was yeah it was you uh, as a journalist covering it i had to change we all had to change the the intro and narrative four five times it was just like i said it was it was brutal on our senses but yeah what a game what a game like you said um that world cup finally became about messi proving he is what is now known as the goat though that is still sort of debatable uh, but with mbappe he kind of showed that he's definitely in that lineup and you know he almost takes it up a notch further for france right because even with psg i, I don't know if it's this level of intensity that you get with him yeah you're right see, like i said no france is a very interesting footballing society because see there's no following for football as such right we were walking into the stadium and we met a, a couple of french uh, men with the french flag colors and i said so so how do you feel being the only frenchman in the crowd he laughed he says no but you see i've been to five world cup finals so i'm just doing this for that record i want to see another france final i said so what happens i mean do you feel that france needed more or do you think that argentina says look if messi wins it great i just want a good game i'm very happy being here if you read about uh, footballing societies and and cultures in europe and so you would realize that france despite being the best footballing country in the world i'm not saying world champion but in terms of depth in terms of record don't really have a footballing culture it may be changing now you get you get generations of great players led by uh, uh, in the 80s led by platini and in the in the 90s uh, led by zidane with a terrific side right and now now mbappe but you won't have people flocking the stadiums or you know making them demigods like they would do in brazil like this they do probably in, in parts of england you know british football has that 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 working class madness for football argentina definitely france winning not winning won't really have changed a lot of things back home but yeah the french mixed race footballer needs it he was taking it to a different notch like he was saying 
but France are very good themselves. You know, I'm not saying take Mbappe off and they become half the team. No, but yeah, it, it would be a greater struggle. It's not as if you just give the ball to Mbappe and he scores. These, but these that's, guys that, that's much like Argentina and Messi as well. No, but the team, see, now finally Argentina was able to crack that Messi code. They built a team. Messi is 35. His best players were 22 and 21. Alvarez and McAllister. They were running for him. Scaloni was finally, who was who was just in charge for three matches apparently. You know, as a stand-in coach before they found somebody else. Uh, after the 2018 uh, debacle in Russia. I mean, that was that was hard to watch. The way, the way a team was just assembled together so that Messi was there and, you know, they go to World Cup. The, if you watch the second round match in 2018, France versus uh, Argentina, and you see Mbappe there and how he tore the team apart. In this case, Argentina beat Croatia. They took them apart. And Croatia, to my mind, were one of the most clinical, technical teams. Argentina took them apart 3-0 in this game. I was, I was, I was thinking before the game, my God, Look, how different is this team? This team is younger, so inexperienced. What is it that they're doing that they are so confident that they can pull it off? They did that against the Dutch. Again, they were 2-0 up before that, 2-0, and then they went down into the extra time, you know, and, and it got a it got very, very ugly and bitter and stuff like that. It just shows how much how much belief this man was carrying with him and how much the team was understanding that that need to 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 listen, understand, obey. And probably use your own intelligence to do that one thing extra. The way Alvarez and McAllister would run in the final, if you saw the first 40 minutes, France had no idea. The whole midfield was was there. But again, if you go into a 2-0 lead against a team like France in a final, and then just take a foot off the pedal, Di Maria scores a goal and he breaks into tears. He, you know, he would have been he would have been hauled over the coals uh, over if it was if it was doing that in Europe. You don't do these things, boss. In the final, you're crying and you won. No, you got to play one out of the game left and see what happened. Uh, until Martinez put his foot out and uh, to 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 Colomoni, right? The game was. I mean, it was over. I mean, Messi would have gone back, being just number two to Maradona, and Mbappe would have been uh, the greatest much before his time. But another story that was recurring through this World Cup was Morocco because of their remarkable run to the semi-final. And you know, what is it about the World Cup that gives, you know, at least one of these unexpected teams a massive run in the tournament? You've got like a South Korea in one year, you've got a Senegal Mm -hmm. one year. And these are teams nobody fancies and yet they come out of nowhere and just blow their way through into Mm -hmm. levels that you never think they'd ever get to. I think it's 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 the ambition and the belief to punch above your weight, knowing that you know you probably can. Half of this team, Morocco's, unlike uh, South Korea in 2002, where only two players probably played abroad, if I remember correctly. But in this case, uh, Regrai, uh, Valid Regrai, was appointed what three months before the World Cup, or four months counting the World Cup, and then he starts taking players from outside. He 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 starts signing foreign based players. You know, I think he goes in taps and he looks around. And Morocco have a lot of these players playing in in the Dutch league, in the French league, in other in other minor leagues. You know, and Morocco themselves have a very strong uh, uh, football, football league and culture. I think he cracks it in a in a very 
what is the movie which which had Brad Pitt Moneyball was it that yeah so i think he cracks it in that i think he uses he uses numbers to crunch the the footballing uh, philosophy and not just play with the heart what i think he doesn't or he understands or he, he accounts for is that these guys understand that the world cup is being playing next door in a sense right you know it's 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 much closer here's a chance to show uh, uh, europe that look we 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 count for a lot too and and uh, let's do it and a lot of european teams in the group you know would be coming midway uh, in from a league into this winter world cup as it's called you know halfway there it's it's uh, it's 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 a thing of discomfort for them you know they have to change systems they have to adapt to new strategies and and thoughts away from the club coach is trying to tell them and you know uh, 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 footballers are creatures of habit you play one way so it becomes like a muscle memory that doesn't work when somebody is unsettling you in front of you so you know, who do you look to the coach on the uh, uh, on the bench would have on the touchline would have so many answers to the problems in front of you here's this guy uh, here's this a bunch of men who who are proud getting a chance to show that let's just not be you know pushed over and uh, be be rolled over also it's very important that foot, to understand that football is very uh, very homogeneous at some level everybody knows the other guy's tricks everybody knows how the other guy plays that's why brazil is no longer a mystery if you understand that no everybody knows about brazil i think brazil are refusing to understand that everybody knows about them so in this case this is what happens morocco push and then this guy's uh, smart enough he understood that look uh, family is important pride is important you know so you you get families and mothers and and and, and when around the camp it is not as just a distraction like uh, the professional european uh, cultures would 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 suggest that don't bring girlfriends into your thing it's distraction in this case look let's do this let's make it a, a group activity and then it proves you know these these guys are very technical very skillful and nobody was a big guy in the side you know it was, they were all very 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 elite if that's a word and 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 pacey and and they had a very good brain the problem was that he didn't have enough depth so he played his number 6 as captain all through and then you know he had to be substituted early in the semi final and that kind of pulled them back a bit but yeah it's so funny their goalkeeper uh, uh, bono he won the uh, best goalkeeper award for sevilla in uh, first in spain for sevilla award i think last season or before that he's a regular fixture there coming into this uh, world cup he was in abysmal form he probably left in about seven eight goals in 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 what 15 games or something like that terrible but here he was something else here you couldn't just nobody uh, till till uh, france scored against them uh, i don't think anybody except the moroccan himself has scored against morocco right and then the 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 luck of draw kind of favored them so you know you wrote this great piece about uh two topics which were quite different one was the death of us journalist grant wall and the second were the challenges of covering the world cup uh what for you stuck out about covering this world cup though you were doing a job it was a demanding one and the and, and then the anticipation and the excitement of, of watching these great guys and doing a world cup you knew that 
you had some great teams and something great would kind of unfold so you you get into that uh, mode but there was a strange lack of access if if you know what i'm trying to say which coming from even russia uh, four years uh, ago and uh, brazil before that where the people were welcoming and 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 the, and the security was there but you know just take a step back basically do your thing enjoy the place because qatar is is a state like that we know what they are the world knows what they are they make a lot of it also but then don't give them the world cup if that's the case right you give them the world cup you follow some things which which they want you to do yeah we don't agree with many of those things but you are here as the guest so to that yeah so that was one you you had to follow lines you had to follow uh, things and there was a crowd so you it basically you had these apps which made your life easier but they kept track of whatever you were doing all the time right you walked into a into a stadium or a media center you, your card would be beeped they would have a machine so and you stepped out of it it would be beeped again those kind of things that you always were under control of somebody so if you are under control people watching where uh, keeping track of where you are moving not moving anything you write on which is uncomfortable and all that gets tracked down very quickly you know so the person you're talking to who doesn't may not want to be identified he gets tracked down very quickly so those those are the issues plus since this was a, this was a world cup uh, in the break between the season in europe professional season uh, it was a very tight one that got very tiring because you need a, a certain respite at times so no, that you got to f- uh, find out that oh, this match that happened for the longest time i didn't know that serbia had come with on the, that's also a slip on my part but if if you have time in the world cup you can get that that serbia had come with a with a manager serbia's manager was maradona's former uh, uh, rival in 1990 exceptional footballer called dragan stojkovic and i was hoping they would go into the second round so that you know my schedule would kind of uh, make it happen that possible that i could meet him in a press conference and just talk about a question and make a different story it just never happened Imagine I never got to see Dragan Stojkovic or even hear him speak because his team was smaller. They were in a tough group. They didn't do well again in the Cameroon thing. They just were out. You know, so those disappointments. In any other World Cup, you you are based in a city or you travel to a city. There's one match there, or probably there's a match which is going to happen in two days' time. So you kind of uh, uh, park yourself there, and then you do it here. It was no, there was this crazy rush all the time, which they understood. I guess the organizers they they ensured that you were not. caught out so they you had a very uh, very very effective uh, transport system and cabs and stuff so you could go but yet once you reach the stadium you were about a couple of kilometers away because the security is such and they're so paranoid about everything it's a very american kind of idea everyone's just paranoid all the time and the thing is half the uh, police force that there is are ex pakistan army guys so i don't know whether they get why there is pleasure about this but yeah it's good to push out on the indians a bit you know i remember going to the final the uh, it was a designated media bus we were 3 hours before the final 3 and a half good time the road started to clog up the cops don't listen to you every cab who drops you off on a non designated area is scared as hell because he says if the cop sees me he'll take my picture i'll lose my license no question that's all done so they're very scared so all these bus drivers which even for the media guys they were all uh, uh, 
migrant workers. So uh, I think the cop said that he just waved him away outside of his normal route. And we ended up very far from the stadium. Now we were shouting at the guy to get us off so that we start walking to the stadium at least, which is like, about, you could see it in the distance two kilometers away, yet he would not listen. He said, no, I lose my license. Think about it. This lady, a white lady sitting there, European, English speaking, she said, let me talk. And it just clicked. She went, she told the cop, listen, we have to do this. The cop just said, okay, please go. I'll give you a, a motorcycle, a cop on a bike with it. But yeah, the, once you were in the stadium, everything was fine. You were happy, you were doing things. So the games were great eventually, you know, and Messi was actually doing his, 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 his godlike thing. So in that sense, closest World Cup to home probably was Qatar. But yeah, you didn't always feel at home is what I'm trying to say. And with Qatar, there is one more aspect that this World Cup was seen as a their best way to boost their reputation globally, despite problematic stands on things like gay rights and other aspects. Um, I mean, we also have a term for it now, which is called sports washing. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, this successful World Cup and that really incredible final sort of erases those questions that we may have started this World Cup with? But the World Cup, like the Olympic movement, has changed once money came in. This morning, in front, you know, the much uh, disliked uh, FIFA president, but but yeah, getting his way because he's he's delivered a great World Cup to you. Is said what he said. Next World Cup in the US is a forty-eight team World Cup. It's a great chance for India to 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 uh, participate. Isn't that a form of sports washing as well? Uh, FIFA has been helping countries and states, uh, oppressive regimes, sports wash. UK has the worst rules, the most lax rules for for foreign investors. So they can just come in and buy clubs like they want. Yet they they they, they teach the world how to live, right? So, so so there's a whole lot of double standards here, which you got to you know you first take a look, step back and look at yourself, mate. Those are things you are giving the next World Cup to where the country with the worst gun rights. The country with the most worst human rights record, but they will never talk about what the US is doing. The Qatari Emir puts on a robe for Messi. Messi is standing in on his turf, that's his land, that is their custom. It's a beast. Who are the British to say that this is wrong or this is right? Like someone tweeted very well, the only person who should object is the Argentinian. If Saudi Arabia can can buy the uh, most small town uh, uh, endeavor like Newcastle. In the UK, Newcastle is this mining town. Newcastle was the club they identified it as, as basically a working man's club. Now, Saudi Arabia goes by the, 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 the uh, British uh, authorities or the uh, regulators have no problem with it. Uh, workers died. It's wrong. But... Workers died in uh, in Brazil during the making of of, of the the FIFA, uh, the FIFA stadium. Nobody talked about that. Yet all they talked about how unsafe it is in in, in Rio. That you'll be uh, you'll be uh, mugged. You'll be uh, uh, you'll be uh, violent mugging. There could be rapes. You know stuff like that. Brazil Rio gave you the best feel of a World Cup ever, man. So, so I mean, those kinds of things. Yeah, sports washing is 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 is, un, is a very unfortunate truth of our times. But everybody is recognizing it and and doing it. I think India has seen the potential that it, it carries. Soon we'll be one of the foremost guys. I mean, you build the world's biggest stadium. 
right? You're bidding, you're talking about bidding for the Olympics there. So if, if that is not sports washing waters, why why should we look at what Qatar is doing? At least they could give you a Messi's World Cup. Another thing with this World Cup was like you mentioned that the World Cup happened in the middle of the European football season, which again was a massive problem going into this World Cup for a lot of the clubs and the players effectively. But does the success of this World Cup then say embolden FIFA to now say consider this as a potential norm where this summer World Cup concept doesn't need to be set in stone anymore? Yes, that is possible. But then uh, you have very limited uh, uh, locations for such things. Southern Hemisphere for one. And then probably uh, uh, the Asian continent. That's why FIFA is probably being unfair to the players. They're not thinking about their uh, well-being, their fitness, their fatigue. Right, the, the idea that you start saying already that oh, if you have a World Cup after the season's over, the players are not, uh, you know, they're tired. No, which is fine. That's been happening, but at least a player has time to switch off, join a camp for a thirty-day or a thirty-five-day camp, understand what the coach wants, understand the philosophy, then work that way. That's what these guys do. It's not that they just come on the field and start playing football. In that respect, I think a uh, uh, Winter World Cup do good for the footballing third world as it were because then you're playing in the southern hemisphere you're playing in south america you're playing in africa you're playing in asia if, if these things you're playing in australia for, for that matter it will be great actually you know if these things happen but for the guys who, who light up the world cup on a regular basis right the spanish the french the germans germans actually were a very tired bunch this time belgians were so tired you know and the coaches don't get time national coaches as it is don't get time with their players to put them under in this uh, uh, scenario where you have to do it, uh, do a quick fix in 15 days may work for a Morocco because you know they have nothing to play for except for this 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 idea of breaking into the club. Infantino said that he's got some big plans for the club World Cup, which is going to be killing on the players if if you actually look at it. And what's Siddharth's favorite memory from a World Cup that was full of drama? This final, I, th- I think, goes down in 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 mm. in, in time, in all time, as, as probably the greatest match. I I really liked the Japanese uh, uh, support team. I liked their manager. You know, used to wear the suit, and it, it was like a it was like a uh, probably a like the CEO spring. of a company or something. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. You don't know his his net worth is like running into billions, but he's just got a little notebook. He digs into the suit, writes a note, puts it back. I like Perisic. I like Perisic's game. I like Guardiola's game. The guy Messi turned inside out, but he's just twenty, and he's a defender from some or from from a century back. Terrific place, uh, uh, positioning, terrific tackling things. I like Scaloni. I, I, for me, yeah. If you ask me now, my most memorable thing maybe there's a, there's a recency thing to it, but in all this, of in. After seeing Messi cry breakdown in three World Cup before this, you know, I've seen personally go, go down, break down, uh, 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 shrug away Maradona when he came to uh, console him in 2010 South Africa. Uh, feel very bad in, uh, in, uh, in, in Brazil, despite being the best player. You heard the Zen idea of Messi was actually disturbing, you know, for someone who's seen him like that. And this guy is in a place which is like crazy, huh? And then complementing that with his coach, who was always very understated, put up a brave front. When they won, 
all right? And the whole world goes crazy, right? Whole world is crazy. Here's this guy. He's again only 40-something, right? He's not supposed to be the coach. He's just standing there and he's fighting back tears, right? He comes from a very small village in Argentina. So if you look at the video of, of the... Uh, Touchline after the win, everyone's crazy. The jumping Pablo Ayman has been crying. His assistant, Messi's boyhood, he's been crying throughout the tournament like a kid. And don't do that, man. You're, you've been a great player. You just watch you this happening. But he's been so overtaken by overcome by emotion. This guy's quiet. He's trying to fight back tears. He's just quiet, right? He he uh, goes. Uh, two guys jump on him. He says, "Okay, fine." He goes back to his bench. He sits there. He comes back. He touches the uh, the chalk on the touchline like we all do when he used to play, like, and then he just starts sobbing. He says, "I can't." And you see the video. He says, "I can't do it." He just sobs, and that is so human. That is so football. That is so that is so real. He just starts sobbing. For me, that that was maybe we all sobbed. I don't. Know, maybe if if I look at it now, also I kind of I get totally emotional. You know, it's it's something that you think of people who have passed away in the last two and a half years. Then this guy just crying. And you feel that, yeah, this is me. This is one of us. Messi, maybe something else, but this is what it is, right? For me, my most personal memorable idea was that Scaloni incident after the final. That he's whole world gone crazy. He's keeping it in, keeping it in, but then he just lets go. And it's not a show for the world. It's just very personal. And that's when you identified with that day, at that moment, everybody was Argentinian. You know, you actually felt one Mbappe too, but you were just part of them. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, Email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.